It's showtime. Kincaid, three hours of conversation, cussin' and a discussin' with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this Moran Monday, the 10th day of October 2022. This is The Horn, Live is where you'll find us on the interweb, too. Us, me and that mouse in my pocket. No, the Horn Family Community Congregation. If you uh, go there to HeadOn.Live, you can be part of the Mary Wacky Zany real-time madcap multimedia Extravaganza is the Horn Chat Room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, whatever time it is when you're listening to the, um, when you're listening to the podcast. Um, I hope I'm, I hope I'm going out, I hope I'm sending, yeah, okay. Yes, he is. Never mind, Brother Deacon Anderson. Um, so, I'm back. I feel like I've been gone for a month of Sundays. I only missed two programs, but goodness me. A lot of time on the road. And I have had, uh, had just a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, Thursday, I drove to Alabama. Friday we had the meet and greet. Saturday we had the reunion. Also on Saturday I got to, we got to tour our old school, which is no longer Brad, Henry A. Bradshaw High School. It is now Florence High School. I was amazed, absolutely amazed. More on that later. Because um, okay, thank you, thank you, uh, Lee in New York, letting me know head on is sending. Thank you, that's very helpful. Um, because Matt told me, back and gone. Is the stream okay? You were starting, and then, bam, music. Um, okay, I'm a little lost. Uh, I, I think I think we're starting. I think we're going. Brother Deacon Asa, can you tell a girl? Um, but I'm going to assume that I am, in fact, sending. Let me look in the chat room. Sort this little dilemma um, looks like, and, uh,
just one second. But we do have a merry band inside the uh, horn chat room right now. So if you jump by, uh, jump in, uh, you'll be greeted by not-so-early arrivers because I'm late to the microphone. I would have been here on time were it not for a uh, traffic jam on, of all places, the West Virginia Turnpike. Middle of the mountains, no town nearby, boom, traffic jam. Uh, thank you, Ralphs. Bye. Uh, but uh, if you pop by the chat room, you'll be uh, greeted by not-so-early arrivers, uh, Irish Dave and Anatole and Arthur. Oh, my goodness. Arthur, so lovely to see you. Yeah, Emilio. Uh, and Matt in San Francisco's in the room, and so is Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo. I missed you all so much. I really did. I really did. I'm, I'm yeah. Five o'clock rolls around, and if I'm not behind this microphone, I feel like something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. But something went... Um, Live Robin rebroadcast Blue Jay. Emilio, it's too early for that. I had to think. Thinking is hard. <laughs> Barbie. Um, at least that's what mine says. It, it uh, no, but uh, it was a great trip. And I'll talk more about it later. Just so much fun, so much fun, and and so much to ponder and reflect upon. Seeing people that you haven't seen for 40 years. Long time, 40 years. But like I said, I'm getting ahead of myself because every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is absolutely no different. And so I got a lot of thank yous to send out. I got a, uh, let's see, all the way back to uh, Thursday the 6th. Goodness, yes. Uh, so that means thank you. Uh, thank you to Lady B for jumping in. And thank you to our pal Joe Vecchio. Thank to, thanks to Paul from Parts Unknown. Thank you, Daniel. Um, thank you so much to James and Khalil. Thank you, Routes. Thanks so much to David, now in Oregon. Hadley versus Paxendale, y'all. Uh, thank you to Zed out in Iowa. Thank you, Marsha. And thank you to Nancy. Thank you to Susan in the Great Northwest. Thank you, James. And thank you again, David. Thank you, John. Charlene in Rogues Island. Thank you. Thank you to Michael in Madison. Thank you to Don in West Tennistan. Thank you all so very much for helping to keep Liberal Progressive Conversation Radio going for almost two uh, almost two decades. What do you mean something went pear-shaped, Anatole? I don't see anything going sideways. Thank you, Matt. You're back. I and I am. I'm back. Um, so, uh, and thank you to Scott in San Diego. The VU meter on my jack-o'-lantern is bouncing merrily along fine. Okay, I, I think I want one of those.
so, sorry, I had a brief interruption there. It is more and Monday on the horn. The fundraising goal for right now is $830. Um, hopefully we'll knock some of that out because there is much paying of bill to be done. Bill paying. I don't know who Bill is. Um, but um, had perfect weather. And one of the most beautiful things out of this whole experience was that after the kind of ugly little setback I had a couple of weeks ago with the one dude from Ohio, um, there was just beautiful, beautiful acceptance. And uh, and I got to see Miss Terry, and that, that always gladdens my heart. Um, and that I, I can, I can, I, I've got to write about it at some point because I can scarcely, scarcely put it into words. Uh, it was kind of an emotional thing. I, I walked out on the stage where I first, you know, dipped my toe in the world of wonderful world of theater, and eyes welled up with tears. And uh, maybe I'll put some photos on on social media. I don't know. I don't know. But it's more in Monday. And we've got we got more in things more in Monday things to do. Um, speaking of more ends, though, we have a statement out from uh, you know the Mussolini of Merida Lardass. Kelly Shibaka is doing very well in Alaska, probably leading horrendously bad. Senator Lisa Murkowski, probably in that sentence, doing a lot more work than it ought to. A Repub- Lisa Murkowski, a Republican, barely. The Democrat has no chance, and yet the old broken crow, Mitchell McConnell. <sighs> Mitchell? Really? His name's Addison. If you want to if you, if you insult him properly, Nitwit Nero, his name's Addison. The most repulsive thing ever to... Creep, crawl, slither, or slime, or otherwise locom- uh, 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 locom- locomote out of uh, Albert County, Alabama. Oddly enough, I didn't cross the river while I was gone, so I didn't actually set foot in Colbert County this time. Um, but I could look across the river and see it. Is authorizing $9 million to be spent in order to beat a great Republican, Kelly, instead of $9 million that could be used for Blake Masters and other Republicans, with the, that this money would beat their Democrat opponent. Isn't it ironic? Huh? What, Edith, huh? Oh, Jesus. And he's endorsing... Uh, some dude named Corey Mills? What? Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, um... Nonetheless, we have we have a bit of an unusual Moran nomination to begin this uh, begin this Moran Monday, and I feel like we probably ought to do Moran Monday <sighs> full on, you know. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers; these are people of the land, you know, morons. I 
Mercury. Step right up. It's Moran Monday on the horn. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right here. Just mere steps away from the Carnival Midway where only moments ago you were throwing ping pong balls at goldfish bowls in the vain hope of taking home a sweet little baby iguana. We've got them all in the Moran Monday tent. We've got the birthers, the baggers, the deathers, the tenters, the birchers, from pansies, maggots, publicans, libertarians, republicans all. And they're waiting, waiting in the little behind the thin cybernetic veil of our Moran Monday tent to amaze and disgust you all. Well, they are amazing and they are disgusting. That's right, that's right. As a matter of fact, the Moran Monday tent continues to travel town to town, city to city, village to village. When you jump in as a $10 a month subscriber at headon.live for less than half the, half the cost of a daggum crummy little McDonald's cheeseburger, you can help keep the Moran Monday tent traveling. The usual standard disclaimer applies. Please keep a close eye and a, and a hand, perhaps, on bracelets, watches, rings, necklaces, uh, piercing ornamentation, purses, backpacks, children, small animals, including the iguana, and European-style messenger bags, because the Morans can get grabby. Head for the hills or you'll be up to your armpits in Morans. And you will. You will. So I know exactly where we need to start, and like I said, it, it doesn't, it, it gives me no pleasure to start Moran Monday this way. Uh, but we have to start in Los Angeles, where there is, and this is a complex sociological and political term, a shitstorm raging over some of the... It, 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 oh, it's just nasty. It's vile. Um, the Los Angeles Times broke a story of a conversation from October of last year between L.A. City Council President Nuri Martinez and uh, L.A. City Council members uh, Gil Cedillo, Kevin DeLeon, and the president of the Los Angeles County Federation of Labor, Ron Herrera. Ostensibly, they were talking about redrawing voting districts. Uh, somehow or another, in the course of discussing voting districts, uh, Voting districts? Really? Uh, in the course of the, the, the that, uh, Council President Nuri found it necessary to discuss a toddler. Yeah, a toddler. A toddler who is uh, a, a, a child of color, but was adopted by a uh, white man, council member Mike uh, Bonin. 
warning, this is some ugly shit. Uh, it is, in a word, disgusting. And I'm trying to figure out how somebody who's a Democrat just doesn't quite know that this is inappropriate conduct. I, uh, wow. And uh, you know, we expect this from old Republicans. We certainly expect it from Nitwit Nero and his followers. <sighs> but you know what? We 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 have to act without fear or favor and call this ugliness out when it happens and where it happens. So, you know, content warning, trigger warning, here we go. I mean, wow. And again, they were talking about voting districts. And it starts with Martinez talking about a conversation with someone, a businessman named Danny Blakewell. So getting back to Marquise, I told Danny, if you want to cut a deal, and if you want to, if, if you want to make, like, the boss moves, I would go after the airport. He goes, I know that idea. I said, tell Marquise, so go take go, it from his friend. Don't go, don't go after, leave him alone. Go get the airport from his little brother, mm-hmm. that little bitch bonnet. I go, I go, what is with the bond? What is with bond? And I said, Bonnie thinks he's black. That guy don't think he's black at all. He thinks he's black. I call the same thing. He goes, why are they so close? They're describing a toddler as they used to have those accessories like little statues on the plantations. I suspect she's talking about a lawn jockey. What? God, and, and see, here's the thing. They, uh, the right wing will take this and run with it and run with it. They will pull it around like a little red wagon. And, and, and when they... And, 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 when and when uh, they then describe him as a an accessory, a Louis Vuitton bag or a Goyard bag, or a Goyard bag, or the the, the Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you sit next to the you don't have this thing. For MLK, for the parade that Herb used to organize, and we need all the council who wanted to join Herb on the float, because he used to do a whole float to be nice. Bonnie would be like, hey, Nuri, are you going to the MLK? Well, Herb invited me out, I'll go. Okay, I'm bringing whatever the kid's name is. I'm like, whatever. They, 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 they trash the kid, on, but they don't know the kid's brown name. On this float. And then there's this, this white guy with this little black kid who's misbehaved. Este niño has no, he's, they're not, doing a, yeah, no, they're not doing, 
The kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm over here trying to parent this kid. I'm like, you can't do that. I said, no. And Mike is like, you know, I'm like, teaching your kid anything. It's me and Karen Bass on the floor trying to check this little kid. Me, Karen Bass, y la esposa de Marquise, Carrie. And we're all looking at each other because we're the three women on the floor. Like, who's going This kid's going to tip us over because yeah. he's literally hanging on the rails. Jeez. Well, you can't let him, let him off because the, the, the spectators will beat his ass. Yeah. They're raising him like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid needs a beat down. Like, let me, let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pinch. Nice that she could say so getting back to redistricting, wasn't it? Uh, and by the way, uh, in Spanish, she described the child as like a monkey. Really? Here we are. Two years into the third decade of the 21st century, and the Democrat president of the Los Angeles City Council is using monkey to describe a little black child. Now, is, is, is there good news out of this? Yes. Uh, having been stone-cold busted, uh, Nuri Martinez has resigned as president of the Los Angeles City Council. What she has not done is, reti- is, is, is resigned entirely from the city council. Which she needs to do. And, I, you know, I, I got to wonder how the, uh, the, the black membership of the L.A. County Federation of Labor feels about their president now. Just, you know, hee-hawing and chatting along and trashing a little, little black toddler. And I wonder maybe if there's a little homophobic. Okay, so we got some, we got some racism and I'm wondering if maybe there's a little homophobia going on here too, and the trashing. And I don't, I don't know who the, I don't particularly know who these people are, but I don't have to know who these people are to understand that trashing a toddler in a discussion over adults behave, in which adults behave like toddlers. I, Talking about redistricting, I, no, I don't. I don't have to be intimately familiar with uh, with who they are to know that they don't need to be where they are. And now, of course, it's dragging Karen Bass into it because Rick Caruso, the mayoral uh, 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 candidate, is saying that this is somehow proof that she shouldn't be mayor. 
uh, Karen Bass, having been name-checked in the tape, said, let me be clear about what was on those tapes. Appalling anti-black racism. The challenges we face already threaten to tear us apart, and now this hateful and shocking conversation among some of our city's most powerful leaders could divide us even further. Uh, and the, on the other hand, uh, Rick Caruso, whom I don't, uh, whom I know enough to know that I wouldn't trust with the carcass of a runover skunk, said, "Well, the entire situation shows that City Hall is fundamentally broken and dysfunctional. Most of the people involved in this ugly episode, ugly episode, he couldn't even call it racist, uh, have endorsed Karen Bass. I hope she'll do the right thing and demand for their accountability and renounce the endorsement of those who used hate speech." Oh, for pity's sakes. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Bonin, in a joint statement from uh, him and his partner, an uh, individual by the name of Sean Arian, said uh, they are appalled, angry, and absolutely disgusted that Nuri Martinez attacked our son with horrific racist slurs and talked about her desire to physically harm him. And that's a big part of it. You know, spare the take the kid around the corner and beat the shit out of him and spoil the child, right? Now, in resigning, this moran said, I sincerely apologize to the people I hurt with my words, to my colleagues, their family, especially to Mike, Sean, and your son. As a mother, I know better, and I'm sorry. I'm truly ashamed. I know this is the result of my own actions. I'm sorry to your entire family for putting you through this. As someone who believes deeply in the empowerment of communities of color, <sighs> I recognize my commitments undercut that goal. Going forward, reconciliation will be my priority. I've always already reached out to many of my black colleagues and other black leaders to express my regret in order for us to heal. I ask forgiveness from my colleagues and from the residents of this city that I love so much. In the end, it is not my apologies that matter most. It will be the actions I take from this day forward. I hope that you will give me the opportunity to make amends. Therefore... Effective immediately, I am resigning as president of the Los Angeles City Council. Resign from the city council, hon. <sighs> Little monkey. Nope, sometimes you just gotta, just gotta leave. Gotta leave. And she needs to do exactly that. Along with her... Uh, her uh, other co-racists in this. Ah, uh, you know, I kind of started, I, I kind of led with this story because it is, of course, uh, a day that we close banks, at least here in West Virginia, when, and, 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 and note the actions of a vile, racist, genocidal maniac. Talking about Cristoforo Colombo. Uh, interestingly, um, and I'm 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 okay with this. I, I'm completely behind the idea uh, You remember you know you know who Buffy Saint Marie is. Uh, she appeared on uh, Democracy Now, 
to mark Indigenous Peoples Day, which, you know, that needs to be a thing. And it, I, I know it seems like, to, but Congress needs to get Columbus. And I don't, and I don't, I don't care how angry the Italian community gets. Columbus was damned well Columbus. And he did what he did. He did what he did. And it was genocidal. It was horrifying. Usually on Columbus Day, I go, I go ahead and read some of the journal entries about some of the atrocities that they committed. But in particular, Buffy St. Marie called for the, uh, for the uh, repeal of what is the doctrine of discovery. that says that, you know, if white people say they found it first, it's theirs. She also said that uh, we need to get rid of all derogatory adoptions of indigenous people as effing mascots, and that we need to do more to present the positive side, well, the positivity of indigenous people, and, and, and absolutely. And because, you know, let's be clear, Cristoforo Colombo didn't discover nothing. Oh, look at me not using, not using the brown word. He didn't. He didn't discover anything. Uh, it, but you also have to remember that uh, back years ago when the data became absolutely undeniable that uh, the Scandinavian people as far as Europeans getting to the, the western hemisphere Scandinavians did it what um, 400 500 years before Columbus did uh, the Italian community lost their shit and it, hmm. but history is history I don't know maybe it, is it woke is it woke? Do we do we uh, do we do we have to keep lionizing and aggrandizing a genocidal maniac for the sake of keeping from being woke? Oh, for God's sake! He was, you know, a thug. And writing at Salon, Celia Wexler who pointed out her own Italian heritage, said, I don't understand the adulation that some Italian-Americans continue to bestow on Christopher Columbus, who was less a hero than a thug, and goes on to make an important point. Yeah, Columbus was a thug, genocidal maniac, etc. But it only happened because they were, because people like Columbus were given... The go-ahead, if you will, by Holy Mother Church to go out and rape and pillage and steal and enslave, subjugate. It, it, just as the church had given that license to uh, European warlords to go and do the same thing in the Levant, then that's when, uh, to get the uh, uh, Crusades going 
And you're absolutely right, Ron and Raleigh. Ron and Raleigh pointing out, uh, and you know what? Christopher Columbus, Cristobal Colombo, yeah, just one more question, uh, wasn't even Italian. Italy didn't become a country until 1861. City-states, I tell you, right. Genoa? Genoa, was it? Genoa? I mean, he was technically from the Italian peninsula, but there was no such thing as an Italian. Uh, yes, Emilio, yes, of course. Stop hating all Italian people in the state of Italy, Robin. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I, get, I get it, yeah. <laughs> Stop telling us who Columbus was. Uh Lee in New York says, I'm in favor of renaming the city. The city in Ohio, not so much. Um, and, of course, I have long since, I've long said that uh, that big, ugly statue, the, uh, the fountain in front of Union Station in Washington, D.C., yeah, it needs to go somewhere. Maybe put it in a museum with appropriate signage and interpretation. But it always, from the, from the first moment that I saw it, it always repulsed me. Because there stands Christopher Columbus, and there's a, an, an indigenous person kneeling with his hands up in either supplication or, you know, don't hit me again, Chris. And the, the, the image is just oh, sickening. And as usual, the indigenous people welcomed the, welcomed the white Europeans, and the white Europeans uh, treated them like garbage. Because also in, in, in Columbus's crew were a bunch of, well, it's almost like Russian mercenaries, you know, criminals, punks, thugs, dead-enders, losers. And that's who sailed in 1492 across the ocean blue. But, uh, yeah. So that's that. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Scott in San Diego reminds me, uh, Tim Ryan will be mopping up the floor with J.D. Jerk Deluxe Vance tonight, the the fake hillbilly in Ohio. Oh, sorry, Nikki. Uh, the Buckeye State. From From your lips to God's ears, Scott. And then, since we started with some uh, uh, some awful racism in uh, in, in Los Angeles, well, let's uh, let's not any let's not let anybody off the hook here. Enter Tommy the Tuber, contestant for stupidest person in the entire United States Senate. He and Ron Johnson from Wisconsin and Marsha 3X Blackburn give each other a run for the money. Uh, Tommy the Tuber decided to, un uh, he went to a maggot rally over the weekend and decided to uh, unburden himself of some stone cold, downright clannish, 
classically Southern racism. And again, nastiness. Among other things, saying that Democrats are pro-crime. And then, uh, well, let's check in Bakari Sellers talking with Jake Tapper over on CNN. It'll make much more sense that way. So speaking of messaging, uh, Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville uh, hit the stage of former President Trump's rally in Nevada uh, last night. And, well, let's just roll the tape. (laughs) They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bullshit. They are not owed that. Now, just to be clear, they want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. That is, there's no other way to read that sentence, and we've reached out several times to Tuberville's team. There's no other way to read that other than black people want reparations Tommy, and they do the crime. Is that what he means by they? Yeah. When he keeps that saying exactly they want that? Or there's, they? there's only one conversation exactly about reparations, and it's for dissent. And crime. Tommy, so, right. Tommy Tuberville can go to hell. And let me tell you why. The fact is, he Quickly. made, he made tens of millions of dollars off unpaid black men as a football coach. He literally has the stature he has because people went out there and assumed the risk and incurred the risk of concussions, playing hard and everything. And then for him to give these racist tropes, I mean, it, it infuriates me. But this is a large swath of the Republican Party that they have to deal with that they've never done. Yeah, I mean, the, the they just flat out, he talking about black people. He should man up and say it. American descendants of slaves do deserve reparations in this country. They absolutely do. But for him to equate a whole group of people as being criminal, you know what's criminal? Allowing people to languish in poverty, not supporting policies that will lift people up. That is what's criminal. There's, by the way, there's a way to talk about crime in this campaign. It's an important issue. A lot of people are worried about it. It is. This ain't it. Well, objectively speaking, we have we do have blacks are also problems. overwhelmingly we, we victims have, of crime and, 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 and right. people across the political spectrum are worried about it. Sure. And so there's a there's a way to discuss issues that are very serious. And the same but this is way to this talk true about nature came out. being upset with the police department without and, and saying, listen, the, we, we can't defund police. Sure. We can't. There's a way to talk about it. And again, it's just. When somebody shows you who they are, believe, you have believe, to believe. But I mean, we have them. to. We, and and it's, oh, un, it's unfortunate that we're sitting here table in America today and we're having this conversation. But I wish we were having a conversation about early childhood education. I wish we were having a conversation that the reason that a lot of kids don't perform in school is the fact they go to school hungry. hungry. How do we make sure community policing is something that we all embrace? Like my, my mama and daddy don't want to defund the police, but what they do want to do is have good police. They want to have respectable conversations in the community. They want to make sure that we undergird our community with the resources necessary so that we can drink clean water like in Jackson, Mississippi, so that you don't have inflation and poverty. And those are the conversations about crime we should have, not Tommy Tuberville being the racist racist. that he is. Being the racist that he is. Oh, the light went on. But the fact of the matter is you can't have any of those conversations with the maggots because the maggots don't care. They're openly hostile to those things. Water? Like from the toilet? But you want to know the saddest thing out of all of this? 
I will bet you. No, I won't. I don't have anything to bet with. But I would it had I, if I had it, I would wager that Tommy Tuberville's poll numbers will be higher today than they were before he went to the maggot rally in Nevada. In Nevada! Explain that one to me. Why did Nitwit Nero need to bring the arguably dumbest and quite po- and, uh, at this point in time, certainly the odds on favorite for most racist man in the Senate of the United States? That's a, that's a, that's a, tall, or- that's, that's a tall order when you're considering the minority in the Senate's led by a guy who accepted an award standing in front of a great big daggum Confederate flag, you know, again, Addison McConnell. What the hell was it? What, what was the draw for him in Nevada? Democrats went. And, it, and he's an idiot. He's a racist, but he's also an idiot. The, 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 the statement he made doesn't even make any sense, you know, and, you, and again, you have to, here we go with the pronouns again. You've got to figure out who the they, them are in this. And I'm pretty sure it's not the it's not the non-binary people. And of course, there's no there will be no consequences for Tommy the tuber. And then Monday morning rolled around, and well, on my filthy morning habit, which I caught a little bit of before I was uh, heading out of Lexington, Kentucky today. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, it, 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 Joe Scar was was not a fan, I guess, of Tommy Tuberville. The Democratic Party, they have a majority. They could stop this crime today. They Some people say, well, they're soft on crime. No, they're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They want crime. They want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bull****. They are not owed that. I mean, that's, uh, that's just blatant. That's just awful. Joe? It's a combination of really... I mean, just awful. remarkably stupid. One of the dumbest, one of the dumbest just. Uh, statements ever made. You can tell he's struggling just to get through it while inhaling and exhaling. Um, this is a guy that didn't understand the basics of World War Two. He's he really he's sort of Herschel Walker before Herschel Walker, minus the moral stuff. We don't know about his life. But I mean, he was extraordinarily uh, ill-equipped to be United States senator, but he coached football. Yeah, hold on. I've never done this before. He was Herschel Walker before Herschel Walker. By God, Joe Scarborough, you get an official head-on radio network horn cowbell. Damn Skippy. That was great. He lacks the skills to be a senator. Ooh. So let's go ahead and send him. Good luck, Alabama, over the long run. Uh, that's, that, that's the first part. Second part about it, though, is Tommy Tuberville uh, knows exactly what he was doing. He, he was basically uh, using uh, a, 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 a racist, uh, a racist uh, attack. Um, without exactly using the racist term. And, and, and Rev, 
all of the implications here that black people want what you have, that that black people are all criminals, which is if you actually read the text of it, that's what he's saying. I mean, this is straight out of I mean, this is straight out of the 1950s. And he's saying it in 2022. I want to get a quote here that Jonathan Capehart had in his Washington Post column this morning, which really, I think, kind of puts it all all into perspective here. Um, this is this is Jonathan Capehart in his Washington Post column this morning. He said Lee Atwater bluntly spoke, uh, broke down the strategy in a 1981 interview. He started in 1954 by saying the N word. By 1968, you can't say the N-word, except Atwater is actually saying it. That hurts you. It backfires. So you say stuff like forced busing, states' rights, and all that stuff. That's what Lee Atwater said in 1981. And here we are 41 years later. And actually, Tuberville is going even further. It's... I would say it's shocking. It, actually, it is shocking. I'm sorry. I, I think I'm just naive. I'm actually shocked that somebody would be this morally depraved uh, when it comes to race and racism, mm -hmm. that they would do that, thinking that's how they got votes. But this is where the Trump Republican Party is right now. And he said it on the stage of a Donald Trump rally. And uh, of course, it, it goes in line with Donald Trump playing the race card. I'm, to go back, as, as you accurately say, to 1950s, they want what you want and then make them, uh, which is black, synonymous with crime and act like crime is some kind of way to give reparations for legitimate uh, quest by many of us to deal with how do you repair the damage of slavery and Jim Crow. But that's now criminal and we're robbing people. Fact of the matter is that uh, where there is crime from blacks, it's mostly against other blacks, unfortunately. So it is factually off. But to stand there in Alabama and act as though that some form of reparations is they want what you want, it's you. It was also what they used to tell whites that were not being treated fairly in the economy, that were uh, working at low-wage jobs mm -hmm. with no guarantees, at least you're better than them and they're trying to take what you want. It's playing on the intelligence of whites and blacks. And they ought to be offended uh, by that in Alabama. As you know, I have relatives in Alabama. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the standard of living of whites there should be demanding more out of the Republicans rather than playing this, they want what you got. Well, look at what you got. And they gave it to both of us, something that is not fair while they gave tax cuts to the rich. The same Donald Trump that was standing on that stage. So listen. Hard to argue with any of it. But again, I come back to my, my thesis on this. His popularity numbers will be higher today than they were before he said it. It's Sleezer's Palace, damn it. Quit misgendering that pile of bricks. <laughs> yeah, Meredith Lardes. That's good, though, Sleezer's Palace. Or Geezer's Palace. I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Uh, and this is just the ordinary, everyday 
horseshit of uh, our dis our, our dis our dysfunctional society. Uh, Asa adding, the Rev is entirely wrong. We've been told by our dearly departed Herb Kane in no uncertain times, terms, mind you, that Shucky Ducky, Trump's not a racist. Yeah. <laughs> Herb. Sorry about, sorry, sorry, about, sorry about that, Herb. Herb Kane. But you know what? As 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 much outrage as there was in the CNN clip and the and and the the, the uh, filthy morning habit clip, fact is, they still get it wrong. Reparations need to be understood in a sort of pseudo well not pseudo but in a sort of a legal sense as. Payment for theft. You know, uh, for instance, the uh, uh, the maggots who have been convicted for the terrorist attack, their participation in the terrorist at- attack of January the sixth, twenty twenty one, have been ordered to uh, uh, pay money back to the government for the damage that they caused. These are literally reparations to the government. But we're talking about 1619-1824-year-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-old-
Remember, they're going. They're coming to take your guns. Well, now they're kind of. You know, well, they're going to. They're going to come and take your Escalade. They, they, they. Why Vegas? You ask. Ron and Raleigh uh, replies. My family lived in Vegas for many years as my stepfather's last base of assignment. The military is shot through with racism. A lot of the population in Vegas are relocated Southerners. Don't be surprised. Well, I guess I shouldn't be, should I? But probably true, yeah. Theft is a form of reparations for slavery. Where did he even get that idea? Anybody? Because it, it sounds like something I've, I've, I've heard or maybe seen in a movie or something. I, 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 but in fact, reparations are a form of recompense for values already stolen. Restitution is what it's called when the maggots are told to do it for having, you know, invaded uh, the capital and shit on the floors and painted the walls with it. and Restitution. And restitution is something you do for victims of crime. Guess what? The descendants of enslaved, uh, of enslaved Americans... Maybe that's the word we need to be using, restitution. The return of stolen property. I wonder what would happen if we got in their faces, it, you know, if, if we did a better job of getting in their faces about that. I, I don't know. But like I said, this is just the ordinary, everyday, dysfunctional crap in our country. Meanwhile, shit's getting ugly er in Ukraine. As Putin decides that what he you know uh, more rockets rained down on Ukraine than has since the invasion began. Missiles. Cause he damn he damn well knows he can't he doesn't he can't do it with the troops. Because his army sucks, like Columbus's navy. And it gave it chilled me when uh, I read the news while I was gone that President Biden had said this is the most dangerous time in terms of a potential nuclear conflagration since the Cuban Missile Crisis. And it always triggers me a little bit because, well. Uh, older members of the Horn Family Community Congregation probably actually remember the Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't because, you know, I was literally in utero when that was happening. And I've wondered what it must have felt like to be a mother carrying a child within, in the midst of that. It must have been terrifying. Because this feels pretty terrifying now. And I love the argument of, well, you know, Putin, you know, Putin's got a point. 
How would we like it if the if the Chinese put nuclear weapons in Mexico? Or Cuba? Yeah, we didn't take it too kindly. But we forget that the Russians put the missiles in Cuba because we had put the missiles in Turkey. That analysis fades pretty quickly. We're not in Ukraine. We're supplying, we're supplying uh, uh, war materials. Ukraine would have long since probably been overrun without the help of the West. But if, if with us looking at history, how in the world do you look at this and not say, well, wow, you know, Putin just needed, uh, needed a, 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 a buffer zone between him and NATO. He said, don't do it. We were supposed to just do as he said, you know, because he's Putin. But then again, we capitulated with, uh, you know, that six-letter guy in Germany. Oh, I just want the Sudetenland. Well, okay, take the Sudetenland. No, I just want Czechoslovakia. Well, okay, you can have that too. And the next thing you know, the Wehrmacht is marching through Paris. So what what were we supposed to do? <sighs> uh, yeah, uh, Tommy and Donnie Ralphs tells me are attempting to support Catherine Maisto Cortez's Catherine Cortez uh, Maisto's opponent. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just trying to figure out what, and I think Ron may have the explanation for what the draw was to have Tommy the Tuber out there. It, Nevada is Alabama with even less rain. And I mentioned that. Uh, didn't have a, had perfect weather, blue skies, perfect temperatures the whole time I was down there. Because they haven't been rained on in a very, very long time. But remember, climate change is not real. It's a Chinese hoax. Oh. And along along the way uh, as well, uh, you know, I read this article and it just gave me such a sense of heartbreak. Kind of knew this had to happen sooner or later. Um, it, well, you know, through working on the Appalachian Communities Health Emergency Act and working with Coal River Mountain Watch, we have followed studies, peer-reviewed journal articles, for years and years and years, over 10 now, that have pointed out the pernicious effects of blasting dust from mountaintop removal sites. And my God, I drove by one today when I was coming up the turn down the turnpike that was just, holy crap, huge. Practically all the way out to the out to the interstate now, but that blasting dust produces something called ultrafine particulates. One 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 hundredth of the diameter of a human hair. It's tiny, and you know because you're a part of this community and you've heard about it from me ad infinitum. There is nothing in the human body that can defend against a particle that small. And so we know through the research that's been done 
that we have horrible birth defects problems in Appalachia as a result of mothers-to-be breathing that dust. And so, lo and behold, uh, there's a report out with findings uh, performed by uh, scientists from the University of Aberdeen and Hasselt University in Belgium, Aberdeen in Scotland. And they found out that air pollution particles, those same ultrafines I was talking about, reach babies in utero. And of course they do. Uh, if they had, if they had known, uh, or if they had followed the birth defect study of uh, Dr. Michael Hendricks regarding uh, birth defects in Appalachia, well, a, a mother to be has 168 percent, 168 percent greater chance of giving birth to a baby with respiratory birth defects if she lives near a mountaintop removal site, even if she doesn't smoke and she's doing everything right. Because those particles got to the baby in the womb. Well, they found out the same thing. They researched mothers, 60 mothers and their babies in Aberdeen and the Grampian region of Scotland. They looked at tissue samples of 36 fetuses aborted between 7 and 20 weeks gestation. And they found evidence of black carbon particles, soot, in umbilical cord blood. And since it was in the umbilical cord, it meant that the soot had transited the placental barrier, which we already knew about mountaintop removal silica dust. Tiny, tiny, tiny microscopic pieces of jagged glass. In the, in the fetuses they examined, they found the particles in the livers, lungs, and brains. And they were found, uh, the, the, the carbon particles were found in all of the tissue samples that they analyzed. Can somebody get the pro-life movement on the line, Please. Because I'll bet you 99 times out of 100, the same people that are grunting and barking and hooting and moaning about the precious little fetuses are also utterly, you know, I mean, they're, they're maggots. You know, so they hate solar power. They hate wind power. They hate green renewable energy. Professor Tim Nalrot from Hasselt University in Belgium said, We know that exposure to air pollution during pregnancy and infancy has been linked with stillbirth, preterm birth, low-weight babies, and disturbed brain development with consequences persisting throughout life. We show in this study that the number of black carbon particles that get into the mother are passed on proportionally to the placenta and into the baby. This means that air quality regulation should recognize this transfer during gestation and act to protect the most susceptible stages of human development. 
from Aberdeen University, Professor Paul Fowler, said, We all worried that if nanoparticles were getting into the fetus, then they might directly be affecting its development in the womb. What we have shown for the first time is that black carbon air pollution nanoparticles not only get into the first and second trimester placenta, but then also find their way into the organs of the developing fetus, including the liver and lungs. And they also get into the developing human brain. This means it's possible for these nanoparticles to directly interact with control systems within human fetal organs and cells. Drill, baby, drill, y'all. And, of course, you know, you're, when you're talking about Aberdeen, uh, that's not the worst of it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at a photo here of uh, Kathmandu, Nepal, and the sky and the air is greasy and sooty and yellowy, sulfurous. You know, brimstone-ish. And then there's Beijing. But the maggots keep hollering. Remember, just last term, the Supreme Court of the United States went after the Clean Air Act. And now they're going after the Clean Water Act. It's almost as if they hate life itself. As if he's some sort of Thanos, some sort of God bless comic book villain. All but speaking of hating windmills. It's more in Monday. You know there's gonna be you know there's gonna be a marginal trailer queen clip. Uh, because of course. Marginal Trailer Queen was speaking to uh, uh, some group of mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing uh, maggots when she decided to channel her inner fossil fool. Guess what? He's not propping up American oil and gas. No, he thinks wind turbines are the way to go. I mean, what's he going to do when it's not a windy day? Is he going to stand out there and blow hot air at all the wind turbines? Oh, 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 I don't care who you are. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's he going to do when it's not a windy day? Marge, hon, you do know the sun shines when the wind's not blowing sometimes, right? I bet you Marge doesn't know that there's a uh, patch of land out in the aforementioned Nevada where there's enough sunlight hitting on any given day to power the entire United States. We just don't know how to collect it and distribute it yet. You know, She's such a perfect example of what Mark Twain said about uh, it is better to be silent and thought a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Once again, we find ourselves asking, what the hell is wrong with the people in the 14th District of Georgia? Well, that's what's wrong with them. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, he's going to blow hot air. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that Marge, she's a sharp, she's a sharp little cookie, ain't she? Guess what? He's not propping up American oil and gas. No, he thinks wind turbines are the way to go. I mean, what's he going to do when it's not a windy day? Is he going to stand out there? And blow- Did you notice the early chuckle there? He thinks wind turbines are the way to go. And there's a couple of, ha, ha. Bet you'd like to have some of that decentralized electricity there, Cletus and, and Emery and Marlene, uh, when, when, uh, when a tornado comes through and blows the BGs out of your power grid. You'd like to have some of that wind energy then, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll bet you. Blow hot air at all the wind turbines. Because that's basically what he does. It's not going to deliver the energy that we need. Solar's not there yet either. Very frustrating. Poor Marge. She's frustrated. Hmm. How bad? Then again, I bet she's fr- Yeah, those are slip-ons. I'll bet she's frustrated by shoelaces. God bless America. That girl's dumber than a head and a hog is in the ass. If her brains was gas, she wouldn't have enough to run a piss ants motorcycle halfway around a BB. If her brain was a peanut, if her brain was a peanut, a BB could ro- it could rotate inside of it and 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 and, and never touch the and never touch the sides. Yeah, or a derecho. Thank you, Randy Radar. Uh, Scott in San Diego, uh, noting uh, she's so stupid. Um. She was against the NASA web satellite that's investigating the sun. She was upset they weren't sending uh, sending it at night, just to be safe. Okay, that's that's decent. Uh, Marge also doesn't know uh, or care to note that hundreds of companies are working hard to come up with batteries and other energy storage technologies to store surplus energy when there's no sunlight or wind because they understand there's a lot of money to be made there. You know, capitalism. Truth, Emilio, truth. Uh, as I was driving driving to Alabama, I took the Spring Hill Parkway in Tennessee. Um, past what used to, it's just a GM plant now, but it was a... Uh, um, it was the Saturn plant, and lo and behold, there's a whole new plant going up next to it. What are they going to build? Huh. Great big batteries to run automobiles on. All that oil drilling is not going to be very useful when we're uh, running on electric cars now, is it? Don't tell Marge. Because she's an idiot. Not saying. Just saying. Uh, fossil fool equals cowbell. Well, thank you, Todd. And uh, Todd notes, maybe if folks, uh, going back to the Tommy the Tuber, uh, if folks are more educated in the history of the black experience in this country, they would understand the case for reparations. Here are just a few concrete examples that most people should be able to process. One, redlining. Two, paying local taxes for little or no services. And three, little or no access to libraries, yet being compelled to support them. 
In addition, these all involve the impediments to the accumulation of generational wealth and generational knowledge. That too. Thank you, Todd. Um, Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, and, of course, uh, Marge is getting a divorce. And Marge's husband changed his mind. And at first he had said uh, he wanted, uh, at first he said he wanted the file to remain remain sealed. And then he changed his tune. So uh, Marge must have pissed in his Wheaties or something. Don't know what the source of that was. So I, I did get a late start, but I've been at this for about an hour and 17 minutes. Fundraising goal stands at 830 bucks. We badly need... I'm sorry, I'm sorry we're all, always in need here. But I try to do this on a daily basis so that it's not such a horrifying number, but somehow the number winds up being horrifying anyway. Uh, if we could... Take a bite out of what didn't happen last week, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, or Tuesday and or, or part of Tuesday and all of Wednesday and then all of today. It sure would be mightily helpful. It really, really would. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Hey, welcome to the program. Oh, wait a minute, volume problem. You there? I know I got the right button. Okay, it helps if I unmute. It, it helps when you're not on mute, yes. Hey, Tracy. Hey, so um, I heard at the beginning of the program you were talking about what's happening here in L.A. And Is sickening an okay word? I mean, I, that's one of the okay words, I it, think. I, I can't. It's, it's just. I mean, I'm heartbroken because I think you probably said this. This is what, you know, had this been Republican, it would have been okay. I mean, not okay, but it would to be expected. But to listen to three city council members and um, one, and the president of the, you know, Los Angeles County. Um, federation, you know, union president, and it's just like, what in the God? I, 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 I'm, I'm just appalled. And so now, and here's uh, Alex Padilla, our senator, who you know replaced, you know, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. He went to high school with Martinez. And he's calling for her resignation. Well, see, she resigned uh, as president, she, hoping that that would that she resigned would, as president. Yeah, hoping that that would placate. But no, she got to go. No, she got to go. All three of them, I got to go. All three of them, and um, and like I said, uh, Herrera. I, I mean, for God's sakes, if you'll forgive me saying so, Tracy. Al Franken didn't call a little black child a monkey or suggest that he should be beaten, but he had to go. He had to go. He had to go. You know? And it, it, it's just, there's, and, we're, and, 
And Martinez, she needs to just to stay away from the mic because that week, when she said, out of a moment of anger and frustration, and y'all, you played the tapes. Did you hear anger or frustration? I heard a lot of laughing. Yeah, they were having a good time. They were having a good time. You know, they they were giggling and chuckling. And so when you so if you break it down to their district, so um, Martinez. Her seat is City Council District 1, and that's um, like the Northeast Valley. You got Sun Valley, uh, Panorama City, Van Nuys, uh, Lake Balboa. As a matter of fact, if she's like one district over from my district as far as far west as she as far, when you talk about like Lake Balboa because when you start going south of Lake Balboa, you're in my district, which is Encino and other parts. Of basically, you know, of, of the valley, and then um, now Sadia, he got voted out. He was, I think, I forget which district. So he he's not uh, he lost his reelection bid. But Delion, and see, the the part about Delion is he, he was running for mayor when during the primaries in June. It was him and. A couple, of, but he was one of the candidates running for mayor of Los Angeles. Holy Mother of God, had he gotten the nomination, and he's been you know, and, and if Rick Caruso had, if it had been between him and Rick Caruso, oh my God, we would be talking. You know, Rick Caruso would definitely become mayor of LA. Thank God he didn't get the nomination. It's just, it, it, it reminds me of, in, you know, in 2008, when everybody was going for John Edwards. <laughs> All that stuff came out, you know, before the end of the primary. Thank God. But still, it's like, it. I think the, the most hurtful thing, especially about Martinez, I forget who she, she used to work for, a black council member. And then to sit there and listen to them talking about redistricting, because we had our district, you know, we got redistricted, redistricted. So, you know, and this was a, last year when Mark Ridley Thomas got indicted. And, um, you know, they're like, when they were talking about Hunt, Karen, I think her name was Karen Hunt. I, I didn't even realize that they had replaced somebody. That she would work with them, so they were lobbying for her to take Ridley Thomas's seat. Now I have no idea who she is. I've never heard of her. Of the, I, I didn't. I never even heard of her until all this stuff happened today. So it's it, it's just you know, it, because. But the worst part is as they're sitting there talking about taking power away, what little power as black people we have in Los Angeles. Because there's, I think, 16 city, city, 16 districts in Los Angeles. And out of those 16, only three are, by, are, are held by, um, three, uh, by black people. 
So they need to go. They need to go. And I, I'm just well. I'm I'm, pr- I'm proud of Alex. I'm proud of Alex Padilla for saying she needs to go. Oh yeah, no, Alex Padilla was just like, and like I said, and they they ace combos. You know, they you know, they like I said, they've been friends since high school. Because I I I I'm pretty sure because I know Padilla. You know, Padilla is a season alum. I did not know that. Yes. As a matter of fact, I meant to mention when I graduated, his wife was graduating as well with her master's at my, you know, so, so his wife, he was at my graduation to support his wife who was getting her master's, I think it's social work. So she, you know, so he was at the graduation. And and to hear this, so and I'm very proud of Padilla. But what I'm really upset about is that the the three black city council members haven't said anything as of yet. Well, so I think that I think I find well, problematic. Yeah, that's troubling. But also, um. There needs to there needs to be there needs to be one voice, and Gavin Newsom needs to get into this and in a hurry. Yeah, Gavin. I mean, this this is bad. I mean, you're basically you're basically like I said, um, Sadia, Sadio, he's gone anyway. As far as you know, he 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 lost his re- been for reelection. So, but they all need to go re- immediately. Not at the end of the term and whatever the end of this of the city cycle is or what have you, but Gavin knew. I mean, when you had Latinx folks in front of um, um, Martinez's house protesting to get her. Now, this is these are her own. You know, I'm not. I mean, because like we talked about this, or maybe it was me and Bernadette. You know, everybody is Latino, Latinx is lumped into one group of folks. But when you have Latinx people in front of her house protesting that she resigned, I I I have a feeling because today's Monday. Let's just see how the day. I mean, because remember, it's still early over here. We're still talking. Um, we're still on West Coast, so it's only four o'clock here. Right. So there's you a little know, more time. Maybe there's a few minutes left in the news cycle. Oh, we, we our news, our late news is at six. See, like right now, so we have news at um, three o'clock, and then they have the national news at three thirty, and then it goes back. To local news at four o'clock. So our news cycle, go, our our local news cycle, basically goes from four to six, and then we'll have the national news again at the four to six thirty, I guess, and then the national news at like um, six thirty to seven, and then you know the fluff, you know, wheel of fortune, blah blah blah. 
Well, it's interesting. Yeah, no, you know, we, we talk about speak. We talk about speaking with one voice in regard to that story. I just had a note from uh, Kevin up in Massachusetts, who, um, along the same lines, said uh, uh, Nick Saban, who is the head football coach of the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban needs to call out Tommy Tuberville. Now, who is Tommy Tuberville? Because you know me, and you know I he is. Idea. He is at least until January. In January, he will become the senior senator from Alabama. Right now, he's the junior senator. But he will he will become the senior mm-hmm. senator from Alabama in January, and he used to coach the Auburn Tigers, the Auburn University football team, and he is the okay. stupidest man in the Senate of the United States. And he just, and, and as I noted right after I did the L.A. story, he went full Klansman this weekend. Oh, Jesus. Uh, saying that. How uh, bad? Well, I mean, he said Democrats want crime because they think that crime, that crime theft is reparations. Because oh, they God. want reparations. You know who they are. They, oh, because see, when uh, when I was on hold, the audio was going in and out, so I couldn't hear the what you were saying. That oh, so wait, are we going back to the Southern strategy? Are we going back to you know Willie Horton or? Uh, I don't know that they ever left it. I mean, I'm... Duh. Okay. Remember we talked about that we were both political grown-ups and we know about this stuff? Okay. No, they never left it. But it's just never been so blatant. Well, uh, the Tommy, yeah, Tommy, the tu- Tommy the Tuber turned the dog whistle into a foghorn. Okay. Awooga. Did I do that okay? You've done good. It's like, you know, the stupidity and the arrogance of these people when they think that we don't, I mean, (laughs) when they act as though we don't know what you're talking about. It's it's insulting. It It is positively insulting when they act as though we like we don't know when they talk, when they talk about Faye. Like uh, they want your, you know, when you started talking about, you know, because of the crime and stuff. Because black is automatically equated with crime, and so we're gonna we have these these people acted all brand new, like we don't know what they're talking about. It's like, dude. We a lot of things. Stupid ain't one of them. Well, unless you talk about Herschel Walker. We can talk about Herschel Walker. You know, but I, I think, of, well, let's, you know, you know, real quick about Herschel and the hypocrisy of the evangelical. Because I don't know who in the world thought that just because we found out that he's, you know, he, he's an abusive man, he's violent. He's, you know, had affairs. He got his girlfriend pregnant and paid for an abortion. 
Like that was everybody's like, oh, that. I'm like, nope. Look, these these are the same people that voted in the man in in the man that's been abandoned office making him the president of these here United States. When he said, you know, it's okay to grab him by the mm, JJ. Yeah, yeah. So for people to act as though this is going to make a difference, I I just. It's not going to make a difference because they don't care. They just want to win. Now, I am terrified. To th- the only good, the only prop, the only good thing is, I mean, because these two, like I said, they're going to have to go, De-, De Leon and Martinez. But and fortunately, where their their districts are, are solidly solidly Democratic. Okay, so um, there won't be a Republican in there, but the vetting process of what's happened, I mean, Robin, has anything like this ever happened? I mean, because you know me as far as politics and the historical context, but have you ever heard of anything like this before? Oh, that would have such huge repercussions? Probably. I can't, not, not right to mind, but I'll bet somebody in the Horn Family Community Congregation has something right to mind. Or even, even if something like this has happened at this level, did it involve the Democratic Party? You know? Where's the po- well, you're talking about in the modern era. Yes, yes. Yes, you know, within the last, you know, within our lifetime. How about that? Within the last, because we're both slapping 60. So within our lifetime, in the last 60 years or so. George Wallace was a Democrat. Oh. Okay, then. But say from like seventy forward. Yeah. No. So this is this is horrifying. But then again, and the de- the, but, but then again, the Democratic nominee for governor in Alabama is a black woman who's anti-abortion. <sighs> She's pro-life. Come on. It's like, are you serious? I'm, I'm just, at this point, I just, I don't know, Robin. I, I, I am so, I am deeply sad because see, these people are supposed to. We Latinx people are the majority of people in the city of Los Angeles. Okay, the, the black people, our numbers are dwindling as far as the especially within the city of Los Angeles. So more than, and the way the demographics are shifting in certain, especially like um, in District 10, which was Mark Ridley Thomas's district, which especially with the, the um, opening of finally of that light rail that is going down Crenshaw, um, our, the demographics are changing. More white people are moving over here. 
so we, you know, we are holding on to our representation as tenuous as best, at best, as far as black people on the LA City Council. And the way our neighbors are being gentrified, God only knows what's going to be like in the next 20 years. And and now, I mean, especially with black and brown relations in this city are not at their best. So you you have these people, you basically have what black people have felt for a very long time about Latinx people in our in our city. And now I mean of course it's not every Latinx person in Los Angeles, but these are people these are people who were voted in by you know and are supposed to be representing the entirety of Los Angeles. And yes. So I, I mean but I'm Gavin yeah, our 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 senator said something. Of course Diane Feinstein hasn't said anything. I don't know if they woke her up from her nap to tell for her to say anything. Let her know what's going that was mean. But, you know, like you said, Gavin Newsom needs to say he needs to get it. He needs to to come out and say something. But it's all political because so, he's thinking I think well, see, the, th- the thing the thing about her statement that kind of crawled on me was that, you know, as a mother. Right. Well, you know, how about as a politician, I should know better? Right. Cause the, the, because the, the, the thing is, you know, she still has ambition. Oh, and here's another thought. Right. Going back to Tommy, the, Tommy Tuberville for a minute, the reparations thing. You know what would you know you know what would convey a sense of consequences to Tommy Tuberville? What? If black athletes stopped signing signing on the dotted line with Auburn. Mhm. Cuz the, you know, the woman who pointed out that he has made he made himself a millionaire on the backs of unpaid black labor. In the form of football players, mm-hmm. you know, if there was just a, if if there was to be a general boycott of Auburn by black athletes, uh, Alabama might wake up oh, and go, start. "Oh wait, this this ain't no good," or, the, or at least the, the Auburn fans might. Players on the team because the football season basically just started, right? Yeah, about halfway through. So if well, halfway through shows you how much I pay attention, <laughs> but. It's like it's the the entire the entirety of the black football players on that team set sat out the game uh, several games. Have they have homecoming and all those other really important games yet? Oh, Alabama and Auburn's coming up at the end of the season, and there is no more important game. Right. So if they said, you know what, I you know, and we're not going to play, we're going to call this. You know, we're taking a rest of mental health. We're taking a mental health day because of what that man said. So what are you going to do? And then again, they they might, you know, incur the wrath of the NFL if any of them trying to get drafted. 
because, you know, it's not like the NFL is not run by white folks. But these people, Robin, something's got to, I, I just, I, I just don't, I don't know. But I, you know, like I said, the news is still early in the news cycle. Like I said, it's the four o'clock news right now. So you got two and a half hours in the local news cycle and then again at 11. So we still might, you know, there might, if, if, if nothing happens to, you know, this evening, um, by 11, or it, or they, if it goes down the way, I think it's going to go, they, it should go down. They'll be breaking news, in fact, tonight or tomorrow, because this, Like I can't even, like I said, especially De Leon, because he's running for mayor. Holy mother. And then that slimy prick, Caruso, trying to 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 lump Karen Bass in the mess. Uh, what does she have to do with that? Like you said, guilt by association. Right. But I, again, I'm just enough. Uh, I'm, you know. But anyway, aside from that, I'm so glad that you had a, that, that, you know, that you enjoyed your reunion. That let's talk a happy, let's talk happy stuff. I'm so glad you. Oh, it was beautiful. Reunion. It was absolutely wonderful. I had so much fun. And that, and that you, you know, that you were welcomed and well received and all that good stuff. Danced in heels for the first time. How about now that? that? Yeah, like I, I, that I can't, man. I can't even. And then my toes and, and then my toes and feet and calves cramped for the rest of the night. Well, look, beauty's pain. It's 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 It is not for the meat. And, I mean, your girl hasn't danced in heels, and I can't even remember. I mean, I used to go, I used to go dancing and just stay on the dance floor for hours in heels. But that was, you know, like 60 pounds and, you know, 30-some-odd years ago. You, you, want to, you want to know one of the biggest time machine moments? When the DJ when the DJ played "Rock with You" by Michael Jackson from the Off the Wall album. Oh. Yep, because that came out in '81, right? Yeah, dig it. See, you talk about okay, so 1981, uh, we got we we got "Rock with You" from the Off the Wall album, and we also got, wait for it, "Back in Black" by ACDC, same year. Really. And I did, I don't remember that song because ACDC. But I'm pretty sure if I heard it, I would know it because I, I did go to school in the valley. And so I know they were playing ACDC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, ACDC, wow. And it was just so wild so to I'm see people, you know, people that I started first grade with in 1969. 
that is that is just that's just that's just crazy. And just had some some that of the loveliest is, conversations. I just I am so so very happy for you, and I'm you know I know you went there nervous. I know you went especially not only to you know getting to the the reunion, but just the drive, getting from home to there. Oh, no, it's and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a poke, and uh, I can get down there in one day because I just start and I go down. But I I, t- I put it into I took two days doing it coming back because I got a later start because Miss Terry and I went and had brunch together. At, at my favorite breakfast and, place, which is the Big Bad Breakfast, unpaid product placement there. Big Bad Breakfast. But uh, here, okay, here's something you might They were running, they've usually got this really just beautiful, lots of choices menu and yummy stuff. Uh-huh. They were running on a limited menu because they couldn't get enough people to come into work who knew how to make the menu. Oh. Now, doesn't that... Maybe tell you something about maybe you're not paying people enough money. That part. You know, I just don't understand why people feel that people should work for at least have this conversation. You know, everybody has, you know, not everybody, but people have the American, you know, the so-called American dream of uh, owning their own business and blah, blah, blah. But if your dream does not include paying your employees a living wage, you, not minimum wage. No, a living. You, no, you shouldn't be in business. You shouldn't be in business. I, I loved it though. Uh, if, we were talking to our server, who was just oddly enough, she was our server when when Miss Terry and I were there on Christmas Eve too. And uh, something was said about well, you know, we had to uh, get in before get in before the after. After church crowd, and I looked at I looked looked at our server and said, "Oh, you mean the good Baptists who leave a dime under the coffee cup?" And she, her eyes got all big, and she looked at me and she she said, "You know?" I said, "Of course I know." But a dime under the coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Or a Bible verse. I do. No. Yeah, that yeah, that that no, the, the the church people will tip with a Bible verse. Pardon the hiccups. See, I, see this is why we can't have nice things. It, it, to, to, to tip people with a Bible verse. Are you kidding me? I am sincerely not. I've seen it done. I, you know, I just, I'm sorry. It's just, people are just so gross. And just so, I, you know, Robin, I, but anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I am so happy for you. I am, you know, I am. Oh, and I got to tell you, okay, I got to tell you. So that's, when that school opened in 1968, it was featured in Life magazine. What? It was the model American high school. 
every student had a microscope. You know, every biology student had a microscope. You know, a, a wow. good quality, lab quality microscope. I mean, it, uh, things like, you know, a, a, a full functioning uh, performance arts auditorium, orchestra pit, everything. And they've kept it going because they built onto it. it they, eventually, there, there were two high schools. They consolidated it into one. And so Henry A. Bradshaw High School was no more, and that's probably good because he was probably a racist POS. Right. Um, but he donated the land. And so when they consolidated the high schools, they did a lot of add-on. Um and the thing is huge. And I got, to, like I said, I got to walk out on the stage where I first fell in love with theater. Miss Terry took a couple of pictures. Um, they have a full infirmary for teaching medical health care class. What? So that kids this is in can. Alabama. Yes. I mean, it's like a it's like a six bed infirmary. Uh, where kids learn, like, who want to can learn, you know, nursing. They've got a fully, they've got a full unit for uh, differently abled students uh, that, that, that works to integrate them in but provides a safe space separate. Um. A picture was taken of me and Miss Terry standing on the sidelines of the old practice field like we always did until we were told to go in and get our brains knocked loose. And uh, the thing is, it's not a hard, red, dirt practice field anymore. It's got a million dollars worth of AstroTurf on it now. Oh, look at you now. There is... A dance studio for kids who who want to study dance. There is, in association with the Muscle Shoals uh, professional music recording industry and the commercial music uh, the program at the University of North Alabama, there is a fully equipped recording studio. And a band room for, like, jazz and rock and roll and country, you know, electric guitars, pianos. Um, there's a – kids can take piano there uh, all four years, and there are – there's a room full of electric pianos with headphones connected to them. If you've never even seen a piano, you can start playing piano and, and you know, for a grade, for credit. I can only imagine how good that makes you feel. I I, I was remind you know for all of the little you know the little little asshole that I was. Um, I recognize the fact that I got an extraordinary public education in a fully in a fully integrated school. Kids, you know, all the kids got the education. Pretty much that they that, who went there that they wanted or desired. 
and um, I was, you know, and, and, and the thing is, to the extent that I was running around, you know, I was an angsty teen, you know, I was one of those angsty teens. Um, yes. If you, if, if you had a vision, if you had, a, if grunge had been around when you, you would have been, you know, Kurt Cobain, Alanis Morissette, and all that shit stuff, that would have been you. Yeah. That teen angst. Yeah, there's oh, there's teen, well, teen, but teen angst is in any generation. But it was right, neat. But but, saying, it was neat because some a couple yeah, of my classmates, a couple of my, was, couple of my it classmates, was more manifested in yeah. the '90s, I guess. You know. Yeah. But I was all artsy fartsy and hung out back in the drama department. And, um, a couple of my classmates said, "Were you like this when you were?" Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just doing everything in my power to hide it. Didn't want anybody. Nobody could know. I was so ashamed. It was. It was. It was my horror. And one of them said, "Well, we never thought. We never suspected a thing." And that was. You have to be. You, like you said, you had to be hyper masculine. You. You, mm-hmm. you had to do everything to, to sh- you know because oh my god I can't be this. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a boy. I'm a you know yeah. I'm a job. Yeah. Well, reasonable facsimile. <laughs> and I and, and uh, I don't know. Did I? I found a. We 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 later went through our memorabilia room and we went through all the old student newspapers and stuff. Save your relatability for your friends, Robin. Hi, Lady V. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I found an old newspaper story. And the and the photo caption said student something about student disc jockeys. And it oh, wow. and it was a picture of me and a and a guy that uh, uh, that started working shortly after me. And what really blew me away was it's a picture of me in profile, and when I first opened the page and looked at it, I was like, well, look at that. What's Ferg doing in here? Because it looks so much like Ferg, it's spooky. Wow. Uh, Speaking of Ferg, how's the grandbaby? Oh, she she outright, uh, I, uh, Annette told me this while I was gone, she outright belly laughed yesterday. Oh my God! A big ha! Ah! And while I was gone, she had her first bite of real food. Her official that first. How old is she now? Uh, she's a little over, just barely over four months. Oh. And she, and and her official first bite of real food was sweet potatoes, and she loved them. She got her first bite, and a big old grin went ear to ear. On, nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. And, <sighs> and I came back, and I swear, yeah. I, I was gone five days, and I came back, and I swear they both grew. Both of my granddaughters. And it... And and one of my proudest moments because I was about to say maybe I was the same age as my my, my five year old granddaughter, 
when I had my first hot dog from Dick Howell's Pit Barbecue in Florence. And I, I fell in love, and I've been in love ever since, and I brought home a sack of them. And my and and with you know with the spicy slaw on it, I was on the phone with Annette. Uh, I was in Moorhead, Kentucky. You know they've got Moorhead, Kentucky. I don't know where Lesshead, Kentucky is. Shut up. Thank you. Had to get couldn't do, couldn't not do that. You understand? Uh, well, I do because I was going to say you mean Agnes Moorhead? What? Yeah. Well, Moorhead, Kentucky is the county seat of Round County, Kentucky, which is where Sister Clerk Kim Davis lives. Oh, Remember her? How's she doing? Oh yeah. <laughs> Not how's she doing? Not okay, I hope. Uh, but I was on the and and I heard I heard my granddaughter in the background and you you I don't know if you were listening when you know she's come back here and spoken into the microphone a couple of times. We're, oh no. Yeah, uh, we're 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 trying to. Oh God, please don't go into radio, baby. Um. Uh, but uh, I, heard, I, heard, I heard her mama say to her, well, what do you want for lunch? And she said, I want whatever Opa's bringing me. Ooh, you done ruined her already. And she didn't, she didn't eat the whole t- until I got home. And, they, and, and those Dick Howell hot dogs are spicy. They got some fire to them. And she got, and she ate the whole thing and loved it. And this is your five-year-old grandbaby. Uh huh. Magic is happening. I, you know what? We, I, I can't wait till I can say my, my five, my grand. I know it's going to happen eventually. I just hope it happens while I can, that I, while I'm able to move. And play with my I'm grandkids. A couple of years you know? older than you. Easy. No, what I'm saying is you have, I have, you know, I don't have any grandkids. What I'm saying is, if, you know, I'm just hoping that by the time Alex does have, you know, if he ever has, you know, gets married and have kids or whatever the case may be, that I'm not, you know, so old that I, you know, the only thing I could do is that they can sit the baby on my lap and I can just hold it and, and actually have somebody holding the baby up because I'm too frail to hold it, the baby. That part. That's all. Because, you know, I'm old enough now to be a grandmother. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm definitely... Because my mother, when Alex was born... My mother was 37 years old when I had Alex. But my mom had me. My grandmother was 31. So to be a grandmother, you know, to make it to my 50s on my side of the family and, and still not be a grandmother, that's huge. But, you know, now my mother, and now it's so funny because my brother, you know, both of his, you know, two of his daughters have made my mother a great-grandmother before I, I was like, you know what, Alex, it's some bullshit. But I'm just messing with him. I, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Oh, and I got to tell you, we got I got a, I got a note from Lady B about Tommy Tuberville. Uh oh. Um. This you'll like, yeah, because yeah, Lady Lady B never brings never brings anything to her A game. She brings the heat. What I want to know is what the fuck are Alabamians going to do about this? And yes, I put the onus on Alabama. They elected this clown or sat back and let him be elected. They are responsible for everything he says and does. Many of us who were not born and raised in the South tend to think of the South as full of racists. Of course, we all know that's not true. But you got to admit, Robin, when you start using a Southern accent to describe certain racist politicians, then what else does that imply? I mean, it's not a freaking coincidence. Again, not all Southerners are racist. You're living proof of that. But again, what are Alabamians going to do about this? Are we wrong to expect that those who aren't racist will stand up and speak out about this? Uh, well, I, I mean, like AL.com, the, the state newspaper, has already just lambasted him. Alabama has a large black population. Why isn't anybody speaking up for them? Where are the officials and the leaders who run the state, the ones who should respect the black residents whose taxes pay their salaries? Don't they deserve to be defended? They do, but the fra- fact of the matter is, maggot Republicans run the state of Alabama, and we know how maggot Republicans feel about black folks. Mm-hmm. Lady V says this has gone on long enough. This shit is outrageous and it needs to stop. It's spinning out of control and it needs to fucking stop. This country is on fire and none of our elected f- officials are or at least appear to want to stop it. And I'm sorry, but an angry appearance on MSNBC is not doing a gambit of good if the radical right is stuck on Fox News. Our elected officials need to do something substantial to attack this. They need to start leveling consequences. This bullshit needs to stop, Robin. It needs to stop. It just needs to fucking stop. It does. And we need to imp- and and I wasn't I wasn't kidding when I said that, you know, Auburn University should entirely disavow. And I like Kevin's idea of Nick Saban calling him out. Uh, and 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 I hate I hate to say it and it's it's its own indictment for me to say it, but there will be pushback on this when 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 the white people in Alabama turn on Tommy Tuberville. Yep. Frankly, I think you know he didn't say it on the floor of the Senate, but I think a motion of censure should at least be introduced in the Senate against Tommy Tuberville. I mean that, that I mean the distance between what he said. And George Wallace saying segregation yesterday, segregation today, segregation forever is not that's not a long journey. They want to steal your stuff and call call it reparations. Woo! It should be denounced in the pulpits by it should be by every minister in Alabama. Pure and simple. It just, it, you know, I, I was taught, I had my, I have therapy, my, my therapy session today, and my therapist is this amazing black woman, but we were, you know, the thing that we were talking about was how, you know, just being me. And dealing with everything it is to be me. And then hearing, you know, every time we there's like that little ray of hope that things are going to be getting better, 
for black people, black women. And then to, you know, I'm constantly bragging about like our supermajority in the, you know, in the California, you know, legislature and, you know, the LA City Council, pretty much. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know the full makeup, but um, pretty much I believe just about every city council person in LA is black, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Democrat. But to hear people who are supposed to be our allies. I'm so tired of being othered. But to be othered by another marginalized group. That's just, Absolutely. you know, it's just, it, 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 it's hurtful. And it's exhausting. And like Lady B said, this shit needs to stop. Because it's, it's because if we if we're doing this to each other, the, this is how the Republicans get off. Because like you said, they're gonna be laughing. They, I when it comes time for re-election, you know, I don't even want to hear what these people, what the Republicans are gonna be saying. As we, you know, get closer into, you know, November. <laughs> so that website that I sent you, Knock LA. So they have a progressive vote with the article about, uh, you know, what, what they were saying in the meeting. <laughs> and so um, they have their progressive voter guide, right? Which as soon as I get home, I will be filling out my ballot because I live in California and everybody that lives in the state of California gets a mail-in ballot. I'm sorry, was I yelling? But anywho, uh, so they were talking about the different candidates and stuff. So they did that because no progressive, because this is a very progressive news, um, um, newspaper. They did not endorse Karen Bass, but for LA mayor, in big in capital letters, not Caruso. <laughs> and then another one, and I think you would love this. So there's a uh, uh, her name is maybe a girl. I did I send you her information? Yes. Did you see this? She's running against uh, what's his name? Uh, Christ. Uh, from California, Burbank. I can't think of his name. He's always in the news. Congressperson, Lord. Uh, Shift. Shift. Adam Shift. Adam Shift. Yeah. Uh, She's running because, you know, in California, it doesn't matter. It's not. Jungle primary. You know, it doesn't. Right. So whoever gets the, the, the top two people to get votes, you know. They're the ones who run in the, in the general. So I don't know how many people were running for that district seat, um, but it's her and Schiff. Now, she is a badass, and they are endorsing her. 
But I, lo- I love it. I, I just, you know, she's the first you know, drag performer to be, you know, running for, you know, could you imagine if she wins? I, I don't think she will because Adam Schiff is entrenched and, you know, well, who knows? We are talking California. But can you imagine? Well, Adam, you know, Adam, Adam, Adam Schiff is a highly effective member of yeah, Congress. He is a highly, you know, he he is a highly effective member of Congress. So that's what I'm saying. I, you know, but I'm just excited about the fact that she came in second. Yeah. Or they came in second. Yeah. That you know, that he didn't just walk away with it, and that he's gonna, ha- you know. Um, because he's he's effective, but he's not very he he has some progressiveness, but not much. There's there's some stuff, but he don't cry, you know. You know he, but like I said, I'm just, but just the you know. But I love that magazine, Rock LA, because they they don't mention words, but to see not Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> they said we don't care who you vote for just don't vote for that motherfucker I mean that's I'm paraphrasing but you know and I, I, did I think did I tell you the latest total on how much he spent on this election no 68 million dollars And he's still Don't behind. Robin? And he's still behind Karen Bass. Yes. Now, Robin, he, you know, and this is one of the things that I I have said over and over again. And he spent sixty eight million dollars to become mayor of Los Angeles. So, and you constantly talk about what he's going to do for the unhoused here. Don't you think with sixty eight million, if you really truly cared? about the unhoused in in Los Angeles, what do you think you could do with $68 million? As far as housing folks. And like, you know, it has been pointed out on several occasions. If you care so much about, as you claim, about unhoused people and the the humanity, the absolute humanitarian crisis, which is, which is housing, the housing, housing shortage in Los Angeles, or California, but particularly Los Angeles, as as this you know real estate developer and all this, why haven't you done something before? None of, in none of your housing, because then he goes, well, I wasn't you know housed. I think he said something about his stuff was commercial and not. I'm like, so are there any affordable housing in your real estate development? Nope. But you have $68 million to spend on a campaign. And his and his campaign ads are disingenuous because he talks about in his campaign ads, he talks about his, you know, his grandparents coming over as immigrants and living in Boyle Heights, but you never hear him mention about his father who is, who was rich as well. 
he only he only talks about his his immigrant grandparents. But he doesn't talk about how he came from money. You know? Right, because he's Steve it's Martin in the thing. he's Steve Martin in the jerk. Right. Exactly. You know the line. That part. You know yeah, and I'm not gonna well I will. I was born a poor black child. And it's like, ooh. Do people think that was funny? I you know, to tell you the truth, I've never until, you know, the last few years, I never thought Steve Martin was funny, but then him and Martin Martin Short are an old married couple and they're hilarious together. <laughs> They oh. are. Well, they are, yeah. Um, they are an old married couple. And to uh, just to go back with you to Tommy Tuberville for a minute, uh, the denuncia and, and the denunciations are coming. Uh, Derek Johnson, president of the NAACP, said Senator Tuberville's comments are flat-out racist, ignorant, and utterly sickening. His words promote a centuries-old lie about black people that throughout history have resulted in the most dangerous policies and violent attacks on our community. Uh, then there was uh, Mark Morial at the National Urban League who said Tuberville's comments were bigoted, stunning. Every member of the Senate must make it clear that Tuberville's repugnant views are unacceptable and must bear no influence on public policy. Uh, this is interesting. Meet the press on Sunday. They asked a guy named Don Bacon, a Republican congressman from Nebraska, what he thought, and he said, well, I wouldn't say it the same way, and I would be more polite. I'm not going to say he's uh, being, I'm not going to say he's being racist, but I wouldn't use that language. Then that means, I say that so he endorses the idea he would just use different words. Right. This ain't a Tommy Tuberville problem. This is a Republican Party problem. Because this is the only way they can get elected now. And this is what they need, people need to call them out on. It's that, that you know, when, when yet another LAPD officer kills an unarmed block, you know, there's always just a one bad apple. Or, or when, uh, is that, is, and not thinking about that is the entirety of the LAPD, you know, the, the, the culture of, LA, of the LAPD, or when, um, oh, God, I lost my train of thought, Jesus. But, uh, you know, but like he's, people, they, we need to start call, whenever people say this shit and, and say, when they say, oh, oh, oh. Or when, um, I knew it would come back to me, when there's a mass shooting or a hate crime, and they say, oh, that person had mental health issues. Oh, you left out. No. This is not the time to politicize it. Oh, right, right. But thoughts and prayers, y'all. Thoughts and prayers. Why y'all politicizing this? This is not the time to politicize. Yes. Oh, and I you have know. to send out some thank yous. Thank you to David in New Mexico. David, thank you so very much. Uh, David took us down to $780. And, by the way, uh, in the remaining moments of the program, I was slow getting to it. 
Thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs is offering a $25 welcome back Robin challenge. So if anybody comes up with 25 bucks, we'll uh, get it doubled to 50 and that'll get us down to $730. And it would be nice not to have a $1,000 fundraising hole tomorrow. Because these deep fundraising holes get freaking terrifying. Um. I don't know how you do it, baby. It ain't easy. Hell, I, I, I'm frankly, I'm, you know, I'm uninsured and I'm out of my vitamin C, and I don't know when I'm going to have. Yeah. CBS, breaking news: CBS Los Angeles Garcetti mayoral candidate respond to leak races comments from L.A. City Council members. So what does that be? Oh, sorry. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti has responded, blah, 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 uh, exposing a series of extremely race bigotry. Okay, here we go. And he's another piece of crap, and his father, too. Uh, bigotry, violence, and division too often live in the unseen, unheard places, but have severe consequences on the lives of our fellow Angelinos, when they are not confronted and left to infect our public and private lives, stepping down from council would be the bullshit, the right response by these members um, in a moment that demands accountability and healing at a time of great pain and deep disappointment. The date statements they're calling for them to step down from their seat. Hell. So now you got the mayor of Los Angeles, the current mayor of Los Angeles. Telling them to step down. Come on, Gavin. Come on. Yeah. Come on now. And we had, like I said, and we had our, our senator, um, our junior senator from the state of California, Alex Padilla. So now I'm waiting to hear from the um, state representatives our, the state senator for that district and for um, and the assembly persons for those their districts. So additionally, Merrill kept, well, we, well, I don't care about what, what, what Camuso said, but still. It's like, so Garcetti, okay. okay. Gavin is like, fuck and you know he's usually, he's usually pretty Johnny, but then again, I give him credit when he said when he makes a statement, it's a good statement. Right. So if he says, I hope he says something. I I, I can't imagine that he won't. But he's you know he's because he's because now that Bill Garcetti has come out and said something. Um, now, because, again, I don't know politics other than what I've, se- I've seen on television, and I don't even think I would want to be a part of politics because it's just a filthy, funky, nasty mess. But, like you said, Gavin Newsom is not is uh, not a stupid man. So he's just sitting back. I'm pretty sure there's been a – how many drafts do you think – has been because this this story broke last night, Robin. 
So this story broke at the um, 11 o'clock, in the 11 o'clock news cycle last night. So we are now going, you know, it'll be 24 hour. So basically it'll be the 24 hour mark at tonight's 11 o'clock news. So Gavin is going to probably wait until tomorrow, the, the tomorrow morning news cycle because there'll be a press conference and all that other stuff. I, you know what? If, if these people had just a little bit of decency left at this point, they should just resign. I mean, because I think about what they did to Mark Ridley Thomas when he was indicted. They suspended him from the city council. They took away his his pay, his pension, his medical benefits. He hadn't even, and he, you know, he, okay, suspend him, fine, whatever. But to take away his, I mean, again, I know Mark Ridley Thomas is not hurting. He, he is not going to be at the county office or, you know, with a tin cup going, you know, you know, more please or whatever. He's fine. He ain't going to be broke. But still, and then there what I there was one Latinx um, city council member, Monica, I believe Monica Rodriguez. Rodriguez, she was on Tavis's Tavis Smiley show. This there was her um, Bonin, her Bonin, uh, Mike Bonin. What was his name? Bonin, the guy, Mike. Who, you know who's. Mike Bonin was on Tavis Smiley's show this morning, and uh, a couple other, and Monica Rodriguez, who is also a city council member, Latinx sister, and she, you know, they were already ready. And there was another person that came on the show this morning. I have to re-listen to the the, uh, podcast, but it's just... I, like I said, I still haven't heard um, about any of the um, black city council members coming out and saying anything, which, again, they should have been the first ones to say something. So, I, you know, this is, you know, what is it? Uh, stay tuned because the shit ain't over. But my question is, if this was recorded a year ago, why did they sit on it for so long? I don't. I got the idea that nobody got it. I mean, well, apparently it was on Reddit. I don't know when it was released on Reddit, and then it got taken down from Reddit. But um, like I said, Knock LA got it, and the LA Times got it. Um. But again, but then my next question is, who the fuck recorded the conversation? That part. Because you know all, all four of them are sitting looking at each other going, because you got to wonder who else was in the room when it happened. Right. Oh, or so, was it? I mean, was it in a room or was it a phone call? I don't know. 
Now, I believe it from, I'm getting mixed things. It might have been a conference call. But if it was a conference call, now that's my thing, though. If it was a conference call, somebody had to record it. You know what I'm saying? So. And that brings in wiretapping issues, right? Right. Are we having? Because some friend of mine was like, "Well, isn't that illegal?" I said, "Well, it has not." I said, "What they said wasn't illegal." Not illegal, just immoral. So this would not be something that, you know, if they were trying to, if they said something that was, you know, a crime or something, it couldn't be held against them in the court of law. It's just being held against them in the court of public opinion. Did I say that right? As a matter of fact, you did. So anyway, but I know you got to go, but I'm, again, welcome home, baby. I'm so glad you, you know, I'm so glad you enjoyed yourself. And, you know, guys, you know, quickly, Robin needs help with this money. Uh, she deserves to be able to take some time away. She shouldn't have to be strapped to that mic every day. She needs time away. We all need mental health breaks. We all need rest. Well, the bottom line is I need to be able to afford my vitamin C right now and, and bills and everything right. and eating all that up. You need, she needs to still be able, you know, so let, please, 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 and on that note, I will, who, who did the challenge? Oh, uh, uh, Ralph's did. So I will beat that $25 challenge. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. That part. And you guys, come on now. We are in, I know this is, things is tight. We're in a recession. I still think it's an artificial recession, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, just for anybody, and just for anybody who's wondering, um, I, you know, I even used, um, I used accumulated motel points to stay down there. So, yeah. Wouldn't even wouldn't wouldn't even with the exception of the gasoline. You know, I tried not to spend money. It is, and, and even if you okay now now I'm gonna come back with something. This is how Robin makes her living. So even if she did stay at a hotel and paid for it or what have you, doesn't she deserve that? I really think she does, but that's mainly because she's one of my best. She my homegirl, you know. She my ride or die bitch. So. We have that. Aww. So, but, you know, she gets to come to the cookout. That part. Because we got plenty of room since Kanye's been disinvited now. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did I miss that, Moran? Thank God you mentioned him. Oh, Jesus. Last week, he's on stage. Who, who was he on stage with? Uh, Candace Owens, wasn't she, with the White Lives Matter shirt? Yeah, Candy. He was on stage with Candy Owens. Hitler, the Hitler was a pretty good leader, Candy Owens. Right. Mm -hmm. at, the Par at Paris Fashion Week, y'all. At Paris Fashion Week, wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt. Then, day before yesterday, 
Oh, yes. Let's not. Yes, please. He tweets. Ye tweets. Ye Jesus. tweets. Jesus, and we worry about pronouns. Um, sorry. I'm a bit. I'm not. No funny voices. This is a direct quote from his tweet. Why has dude not been canceled? I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going. And we all know it's DEFCON 3, right? D E F C O N. Yeah, but he said DEFCON. Yeah, I'm going DEATH, D E A T H, CON 3 on all caps Jewish people. The funny thing is, I actually can't be anti Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. Tracy, tell me if I'm wrong. Dude will be full hotep by, like, day after tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, when he said that black people are Jewish, too, I'm like, ah, I'm Jewish. Never mind. I was going to say something filthy, but I'm not. Um, regarding my wife and me, but not going to do that. But really? Well, I mean, did you run that one? Did you run that one past Jan? Did you know Conway? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pam. Uh, hey, Jan. Do you know I'm a Jew? <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Oh, my God. I just... You know, I I had this conference, you know, this this I picked up these young men on Friday, you know, the day after all this broke. And um and they were from Chicago. They were done. They're like, We were done with uh Kanye a while ago when he said, you know, uh, slavery was a choice. Because see, you know, full transparency I didn't really know who Kanye West was until the Hurricane Katrina um, telethon when he got on the on the on national television and said George Bush does not care about black people. And I'm like, well, damn, bro, all right. And I thought, the, and the white people almost passed out because this was it was a live broadcast, wasn't it? Yes. And so and he, you know, he he didn't. And so I'm like, well, this brother is a brother to be reckoned with. Okay, I see you. I see you. And I never still really never listened to his music, you know, because that's just not the kind of music I listen to. And so he's always, from what I reportedly always been an asshole. And then his mother died. In two, and I, but I'm like, in 2007, it's been 15 years, yay, or is it ye or yay or whatever the fuck, Kanye. Mother, oof, it's been, and people deal with, not, and not just, you know, not um, disparaging what people go through. Everybody deals with grief in a different way. But when it turns you into a crazy person, because he's going to, I mean, the boy is gone. And and now that latest, I believe that his, his, his Twitter account and I think his Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I think they've been frozen or locked or whatever. 
again, I the only thing I can do about think about for Kanye at this point is just prayer. The boy, me, I mean, first of all, we both we all know he's and he's admitted it. He's bipolar, but he's obviously off his meds if he was ever on medication. Ow. Huh? Ow. How? Right. You That's going to leave a mark. Look, so that I what I said. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, dude, seriously. See, this is when you need a strong black woman. He don't, you know, that's not going to be, don't give a fuck about anything he has to say. And he just needs to be snatched. He needs to, you know, of course, I, I don't know, but they need to keep his ass away from the mic. They, they, he just, he needs to go somewhere and just, 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 but to go after the Jewish. And and when he said, I can't be anti-Semitic because, you know, black people are Jewish too. So now is he Jewish? Like you said, is he just going to go straight up full on hotel? Next thing you know, he's going to be on that on the corner <laughs> with those people <laughs> with the with the with the the clothes and the and all this and with the with the bullhorns and all that talking about uh, this and that. You know, and yeah, and the, and and the, and the can't touch me crab walk pants, right? And the, what, can't what are touch they this. the new Israel. Yeah, the, yeah, the new. Yeah, it, it's gonna be right there. Yeah. Well, I do got to get out of anyway, here. Well, I, I'm glad you I brought you that up. Go, uh, yes, we. You know, we almost. How are we gonna? You know, more. How are we gonna do a Moran Monday without bringing up Kanye West? <sighs> no. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and this is big. I, I love you. You have a good evening. Go home. You too, baby. All right. I'm almost home. All right. Bye. Bye. And so, uh, uh, let's see, Lee in New York says, uh, Kanye, let us hope he changed his phone password from o o o o o o. Oh, this is huge. Thank you to an anonymous friend. Here's an offer to get help get us out of the hole and keep all oh, this would be huge if someone would respond to it. I'll donate a have a show on me if some truly good members of the horn community kick in another hundred and fifty bucks. So that would be no, I'll make it better. I'll make a two for one match for the next hundred and fifty bucks that comes in. Thank you, kind internet friend. Thank you. So 150 bucks gets a two-for-one match. It doesn't get much bigger than that. And that would ju- that would wipe out pretty much the hole we're in right now. If somebody's sitting around, you know, when there are three people at 50 or six at 25 and 12 at 12 and a half. You know how it works, but that would be great. Thank you. Sorry about being late this afternoon. Uh, were it not for that graphic jam on the turnpike. And the wrong time at Albuquerque. Many Morans have we discussed in this Moran Monday. And more to come with Titanic Tuesday, I'm quite sure. I, uh, 
missed you guys terribly. I really, really did. And I'll put up some of those. Uh, I'll put up some of those reunion photos and some of the other stuff, and y'all can see how see how much fun I had. Um, it was a delight, and it was refreshing. And to you know, it was it was nice to have a couple of days away among amazing people. Um, and you know, this was also supposed to. This was supposed to be Beach Week, but that I, I you know I don't know if I could have done it. I do not know if I could have done it, but I've made it. You know, next year I'll be at I'll be at Beach Week for my with my trans sisters, and I will be even more amazing than you know, with half my brain tied behind my bed. No, no, no. So thanks everybody, um, Tracy and Ralphs and David. Thank you. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to all our a la carte contributors. Thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Sparky in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first round of Malloy is headon.live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia. And a proud union shop for coming up on... Golly, 10 months. Please stay safe. I'm back home. I'm going to get my booster. i got to get that set up. You'd get yours too. Wear your mask, especially when you're among the maggot unwashed. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like pe- like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if somebody's coming down the street and, sh- and, and, and says, well, what's he going to do when the wind ain't blowing? Avoid that maggot princess like the plague. Because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later, y'all.